Welcome to the weekly 80 podcast here on MarymontSports.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer, and as always, we're joined by Marymont High School Athletic Director Tom Nurrell. Tom, how are you? How was the weekend? I know we had a lot of stuff going on. Well, it was a busy weekend, uh, but it was a good weekend. Great weather, finally some fall weather to play our sports, and uh, but it was homecoming, so a lot of activity for the kids, a lot of activity here on campus, but another great weekend. Yeah, well, it was, and we got a lot to talk to here, talk about here today, I should say. Uh, let's start off first with a, a young man who uh, wound up making a trip to the state tournament this past week. Uh, Jack Neville, your boys' golf team, wound up going to state there. Talk to us about uh, how he did there and when, uh, where the result was. Yeah, they were played up at North Star this past uh, week on on Friday and Saturday. It's two rounds; it's eighteen holes each. And uh, as we said in the past, Jack has been having an outstanding year, a medalist in a number of rounds. And uh, he did well at state. Got off to a slow start on uh, on on Friday. I believe he was five over through the first uh, six or seven holes. But then he settled down. Uh, the second day, he had the low score with a seventy-five, a low score of the field, tied with I think two other golfers. So it was good enough for sixth place in the state tournament as an individual. And he also gets second team All Ohio. So a great uh, ending. Uh, to a great season for senior Jack Neville. And a, a great career, obviously, as well. Uh, that's a pretty big accomplishment to uh, finish where he did there, so congratulations to him. Uh, elsewhere, uh, girl, girls' tennis, to finish up, Kate Taylor went on to the districts. Wasn't her day in the first round, but uh, you, you have to feel pretty good about uh, her future and the, and the way her game has the potential to develop. Yeah, Kate really came came on strong at the end there. Um, and got into the sectional tournament, whipped off a couple wins really quick, and then uh, got her placing for the district tournament. And you're right, districts it probably did not turn out um, the way that she wanted to, but she did go up against a pretty good uh, opponent uh, in the first round of districts, but a great year for Kate as well. Volleyball team now it's it's postseason time and a lot and a lot of your uh, a lot of your student athletes are into the postseason now volleyball no exception now as they're getting ready for the sectionals on a Thursday against Norwood uh, playing out of Reading High School now they played Norwood earlier in the season beat them two sets to one that was back in August but the third set they had to, had to win thirty to twenty eight so is there anything that the, that the team can take from that match and apply to this one or is it so far removed from where both teams are now that you're kind of looking at it as a fresh start well it's, it's probably a, a fresh start but we're i believe we're a better team than we were that early in the season we had new coaching staff and everyone was still figuring out their roles and the coaching staff was figuring out personnel and so we've had a pretty good season ending up the season right around the 500 mark uh last week a uh, bus all out at williamsburg but then a win on senior night against deer park and then a tough match at madera but uh the girls feel pretty good about things here uh, they can get past Norwood on Thursday at 5 o'clock at Reading. Then they'll face Claremont Northeastern, which is another team that they beat early on in the season. So uh, a favorable draw for our girls, and we're really looking forward to getting the tournament started for them to see if they can make some noise here in the sectional tournament. Well, let's get the girls' soccer making some noise as well. Good finish to the season for them. They finished tied for the second of the league with Taylor, 4-1-2. But three straight ties to end the year, a couple, one of those being out of conference, 
And so an uh, interesting way to finish the season, no less. We all know what the saying is about ties and how everybody feels about those. But you have that. I think it's a little bit different in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point's a point. That's true. <laughs> but you, uh, now now they've got to move on. And uh, you know, they're seated second in the sectionals. They host the winner of Felicity Franklin of Williamsburg on a on Thursday night. And uh, obviously we can't have any more ties here. So uh, what's the mood around the team knowing that they, you know, they've – They've not. They've been able to draw ties the la- the last three outings. We know that's a, pr- a pretty formidable uh, schedule. The last week of the season. Last week of the season is kind of like the beginning of the season for us, and just a very strong uh, schedule going into last week. You had Alter on Monday, um, one of the one of the top teams in the state coming down here on Monday to start that week. On Thursday, of course, we had Madera zero zero tie. There was a lot on the line with that Madera game because Indian Hill was playing Wyoming, and if uh, Wyoming would have won or tied, that would put us in a position with a win to move up in the standings, maybe get a, a share of the league title. And it was a Madera senior night, so it was a very good atmosphere up there. But, again, it was a tie, a lot of shots on goal. Their keeper had an outstanding night uh, that night, so it was a 0-0 tie. And then up at Baden on uh, Saturday, again, another good GGCL team uh, to finish up the season. So, the girls and the coaching staff feel really good uh, about their draw. As you said, they have the winner of the Felicity Franklin-Williamsburg game. Williamsburg's having an outstanding season, so we will probably face them. But um, that's Thursday at 7 o'clock. The girls are going to be ready to go. They know it's a second season. They want to make a statement here. On the other side, the boys finished t- finished in third in the CHL, but a really good season overall, 11-3-2. and two. You know, Split week last week, falling to Madeira 2-0. And then beating Baden this Saturday four to one, so a good bounce back there for the boys. Uh, now they're into the sectionals as well. They're going to host the winner of either Claremont Northeastern, Purcell Marion on Saturday night. Took on both those teams last year in the postseason and beat them both handily. So do they take anything from that? I know you've got a lot of carryover f- from a from with your student athletes from a year ago. Do they t- can they take anything from that, or or again is it just basically a fresh new opponent? I think it's a fresh new opponent. They uh, they know it's a like we said with the girls, it's a new season now, everything we did in the regular season to put us to this spot. Uh, but the boys have been playing well. Evan Wartenberger has been very good for the goal for us in there. Kyle Kroll, Luke Brothers, of course, on the field, doing a great job for us out there. But we just need to finish a lot of goals. Uh, that was a problem on Tuesday night against Madeira. We just did not finish a lot of balls. But now you have to finish because, like you said earlier, there's no ties. So, you're either going to go to overtime and golden goal, or you're going to go to a shootout. So, uh, first couple of rounds, hopefully we can handle business, um, get on the district. But you're right, that's Saturday night at 7 o'clock against the winner of Claremont Northeastern, Purcell Marion. Saturday night, Saturday night soccer in the stadium is always fun, so hopefully we get a good crowd for that. Cross country, uh, good showing at the uh, CHL championships. Both finishing second there, uh, not too far off of the league title. And you know, districts now, districts now in play as as we move forward. But uh, yeah, that's a pretty good result. And this is obviously a very deep and talented uh, league as far as cross country goes on both sides, boys and the girls. So uh, to finish second on both sides, I'd have to imagine you were pretty happy when you learned of that. We were, and, and we're a young team as composed to. Uh, Madera, Indian Hill, Wyoming, uh, we've got a lot of young runners on our squads, and they both finished second. Um, you know, there's a lot of other teams' jerseys as you look at the finishes and everything else as they came across the line, and ours were pretty well spread out between 
um, second place and 18th place, whatever, you know, in both races. But we had a lot of them in those top 20, which secured that second place for us. Lily Bauer continues uh, to run well for us. She claimed second overall in the girls' race. She's just 16 seconds behind the winner. Senior Aaron Kelly grabbed eighth for the girls. Uh, a newcomer to cross country, uh, Bridget Gilmore, finished 13th. And Kirsten Souders finished 15th. That was the core of our girls' group that, that ended up in second place out of Taylor that day. You have to feel pretty good that it, it, that you're littered across the standings, as you said. You know the consistency. It's not just one running, as we said. As you said, Lily Bowers had a, had a great season, and uh, Aaron Kelly also as well. But to have that depth, to be able to have consistently one after the next after the next on the roster, just continue to put up consistent results every week and, and get yourself into a second place finish. Well, they are consistent, and they're also lowering their times the last number of weeks. Uh, the same next meet, I think, was a little bit of an aberration that everyone's times are a little bit higher, but it was great weather on Saturday to get out there. Everyone's been lowering their times. A number of our runners had their, their PRs uh, that day out of Taylor, and it was uh, kind of a fast track. But, you know, over on the boys' side, Sam Beeler, who's been very consistent for us on the boys' side, he finished ninth. He's only a, a half minute behind uh, the leader, so not a bad race for a sophomore and then. Uh, freshman Santi uh, Bureau finished 11th, and Bennett Tran finished 13th. So good races for those guys as well. We're really looking forward to get out the Voice of America. It's kind of a fast track. It's a, it's a flat track. But it's always windy out there. So we'll see what can happen uh, this weekend at districts and then, of course, on to regionals up at Troy. And uh, best of luck to all the runners out there, and hopefully we can get as many out there to the to the next round as we can. Uh, let's talk about your football team. Uh, good to get back into the win column this past week, shutting out Finneytown by a score of twenty eight to nothing. You hold them to one hundred and twenty five yards offense in the game. Good way to get back on the right track here in what is still a daunting CHL league. You've got four teams tied at two and two right now. Uh, you're one of them, obviously. You're going to take on. Uh, Reading this coming Friday, they're also two and two. But you also have senior night this week. You want to send those guys off the the right way before uh, moving on towards the end of the regular season. Yeah, we're hoping for a big crowd. Uh, it's a day off of school as we uh, wrap up the end of the academic quarter this week. But we'll honor our seniors of all of our fall sports out in Kuzel Stadium before the game. And like you said, you know, there's a a, a big old nod at two and two in the CHL. Uh, Reading has started slow. It's been playing better here as of late, so we had to keep our focus with that. It was good uh, to get the win last Friday after two tough losses against two large opponents, two big opponents, two physical opponents against Wyoming and Indian Hill the previous weeks, but uh, boys came through. We got a 28 to nothing win. We did take a couple of injuries there with, uh, with Jack Borgerding and Jeb Lindell, so hopefully they can hurry back, uh, heal up and hurry back. We also want to send our thoughts out to uh, the Finneytown quarterback, Drew Finch, who broke his leg in that game. Hmm. I know we sent some visitors over to see him uh, on Sunday, but just a uh, a tough break for him, and we wish him a, a speedy recovery, although I think he's got a little bit of work ahead of him and just hope everything goes well for him. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, a- Tough situation there, but that, that's a classy move for uh, some some of your uh, some of your athletes and uh, people to want to go uh, check on him and uh, make sure that he's okay. So that's uh, definitely good to see. But as you said, uh, you got yeah. seat against Reading this coming Friday, and uh, as we said, it's a four way tie at two and two uh, in the league. And Reading, you two are two of those teams along with Deer Park and Madeira. Do you look at this game as a must win, you know, being the home finale and also trying to make a push in, late in the regular season? 
they're all must wins now. Um, you know, our, our secondary goal outside of winning the league and, and getting the city top 10 every year, you know, one of our goals is to make the playoffs. And we are a bubble team on number 10 right now. Um, we've got to win out. We've got Reading Deer Park and Madeira. Uh, all, all three are playing better football. And, of course, a big rivalry game that week 10 against Madeira. Those are going to be must wins. We need the points, uh, not only the first level points, the second level points to reach our goal to get to the playoffs. And uh, I don't know if we can stub our toe and still get in. Uh, as we are right now, uh, we're a bubble team. We're on number 10. Someone's going to drop down. Someone's going to move up. Uh, we like to secure things with three wins and, and work our way into the playoffs. Before I let you go here, Tom, obviously you know, we're, t- we're touching on a lot of uh... – a lot of teams into the postseason now, just beginning their postseason. Uh, how is it for you trying to, you know, keep tabs on every team, make, making sure they're where they need to be? Is it does it does the intensity, does the energy pick up even more, not only for the student athletes and the coaches, but for you yourself as you're getting into the postseason? I don't know if you'd say the intensity uh, picks up, but it is. Uh, it requires a lot more focus because not only with these teams, you know, we've had we had Jack up in Columbus, we had Kate over in Centerville, making sure they get to where they need to be. Our, our middle school teams and middle school volleyball tournament over the weekend, our, our soccer teams are in tournaments, and they're always at a different site as different teams host those games. So it's just staying on top of things that uh, everyone gets to where they need to be, that everyone knows when the bus is coming. And then also just making sure that we have all the, uh, all the forms and paperwork and rosters up to date as we go to these different sites. It's just um, it, it, it's kind of a different intensity, but it, it has to have its good intensity because it's a good problem to have where uh, the regular season's over and you know, we're looking at hopefully two or three more weeks of, of our teams playing, and that's a, that's a good problem to have. So we'll take that any time uh, just to, to keep it up, to put our kids in a, in a great place, and hopefully they have a great experience in the postseason. And hopefully we have plenty more – accolades to a handout to your student athletes you're off to a good start there as far as the postseason goes tom uh, we appreciate your time joining us here today and uh, we will talk to you next week sounds good have a good week all right that is tom Neural, marymont athletic director here on marymontsports.com and the weekly 80 podcast here on esp media powered by sidearm sports